Welcome to Bad Dad's Film Review. Each week I start the show like this, with this tone of voice, then I segue into this one as I continue to explain the premise of the podcast, which is about movies we missed in kids' TV. Usually at this point there's an explicit language warning, and we often follow that up with a caution that we will discuss film spoilers. With that said and done, the next thing to do is to introduce the rest of the team by name, starting with Sidey and continuing on to the rest of us, Dan, Peter, Andre, and so on and so forth. At this point, shoehorning some sort of joke or crude anecdote. Some weeks it's easier to come up with than others, hence this week's intro. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's out of the way, let's press on with the rest of the show. Hi. Hello. Hello. G'day, mate. Did anyone watch anything other than homework this week? Yeah, yeah. Fast and Furious 8 was on what? Sky Movies. It's amazing. Eight? That's the one we reviewed. Yeah. We watched. No, we, we reviewed 7 and we should probably oh, review no. 8. Did it's we? amazing. Oh, yeah, Fast yeah. You were glad yeah. of punishment. No, yeah. it's amazing. Amazing. Hey, I, I How do you know it? I wouldn't even know which one I'd watch, like you. Well, this is the one I thought with... It was, um, I thought we watched 8. It's got a, like a bowling How ball swinging know? through the city and smashing cars around Didn't and a nuclear submarine. Is this the space one? No, that's going to be the next one on the bullshit. next one. It's all bullshit. Anyway, it's amazing. Move on. Okay. I watched this thing on Sky about celebrities getting drunk talking about history, and it was quite funny. I watched about three or four episodes last night back mm-hmm. to back, and they've got some, some epic kind of tales of history to tell, but they're wasted like I am right now um, <laughs> talking about all this stuff. It's quite fun. I didn't watch anything other than our stuff. Although, whilst I was sort of blogifying last night, mm. I was... So the missus has been watching something. It's not like her to put anything interesting on, but she put, <laughs> she's put. she been watching Bates Motel. Right? Okay. Oh, which right. I think is like a prequel or a yeah. sequel Psycho. to Hitchhock. Uh, Hitchhock? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the, the, yeah. the mother's Albert. still alive. Yeah, and, and it's... Wild it, Bill's it, brother. I found myself kind of watching it a little bit, but I've missed... She's like four seasons in, or three or something. Right. She's binge-watched it and really enjoying it. But has she ever watched the film? No. No, God, no. And neither have I, to be fair. Okay. So it's, she's gone into it with no context. So or, she doesn't know that he's going to end up a psycho. I don't know. Well, has that happened? Well, he's, he's, yet, already, he's already. He's already. I remember the trailers for it. I never saw it, but it's Norman Bates as a young kid. Yeah, and the mother, obviously, why is he torturing it, animals and but shit? But in Psycho Four, we already yeah. saw that. Right. In, he does that already in Psycho Four because he there's like he ends up banging his mum in Psycho Four. That's hot. Psycho Four. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's not there, hot there's for the loads record of themes about banging his mum in yeah. the, in fact in the episodes that was on last night yeah. came very close to like a, a kit there's a lot of that and e- i bet Oedipus. if we checked your internet browsing history it'd be similar yeah. well you could go the other way with twin peaks with the dad bangs the daughter <laughs> yes yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. want to go any which way there to be honest that 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 seems I'm glad like you qualified that yeah, first time. I, I, like, I, we wouldn't have known. We were on the fence before. You, oh, I could see the faces around it. That movie, though, Psycho, reminds me that we should maybe bring in like some of those old stars. Classic corner. Yeah, <laughs> a classic corner. That's a good idea. I love it. Are they the yogurts? Yes. Yeah. Well, that, that you know, people could maybe tweet in as the films that they've never watched that. They yeah, still don't they want, want to. They want us to watch. So they want us to watch. <laughs> Do that. Send them in. Yeah, but then we just disregard that and watch what yeah, we want well, anyway. Blatantly, but you if know. only we had a, a brand new sort of projector system that we could do oh, that with, well, and a man cave to watch them in. It just so happens mm. that we have that tech in the house now. Yeah, yeah. 
So those movie nights will be on. So if that would be cool. Classic corner. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last week we did a top five, which was based on sort of movie travel destinations. Didn't yes. We? Yeah. Pete, you said you had uh, something you wanted to nominate. When I was younger, I used to drink in a pub called The Western in uh, St. Helier. And I, uh, for some reason, I decided to, well, I was about 17, and I took my mum in there, and she said, oh, my God, this is like that bar from Star Wars. <laughs> and, and then I thought, wow, like, what a cool place to have a pint, or that sort of weird smoke type stuff that they're all drinking in there. Great music, some sort of <laughs> colourful <laughs> characters. <laughs> few dangerous guys who are wanted uh who have the death penalty in, in some juices nine in there though or wasn't whatever it, it is the, the drinks yeah yeah so from all around the galaxy mm, i think the cantina in mos eisley i mean tatooine itself it hasn't got a lot to offer i don't think but the yeah yeah i like the it. cantina is the yeah. modal nodes is it the it is yes. i think so fingering yeah. fingering dan yeah i didn't get to watch anything apart from homework this week so there you go I don't know why I thought of this topic, but I did. Yeah. And it's top five movie scenes featuring ice cream. Mm. Was it like a warm day and you just... I have been eating quite a lot of ice cream recently. The reason for that is because it's a loophole. I like ice cream. Well, yeah, I do. (laughs) I, I have a very bad sweet tooth and I wanted to be a bit healthier, so I banned... Chocolate, sweets, crisps Mm. and biscuits. But that still leaves cake and ice cream. And do you pile in when they're available? Well, I will only eat cake if the missus makes it. So that's like a bit of a loophole. But ice cream, that's just... So you're finding like legal loopholes in your own ban. Yeah, Yeah. so it probably was just eating some ice cream and and watching a movie and I put the two together. Uh, (laughs) Mm. Mm. Quick quick survey. What's your favourite ice cream flavour? Oh, uh, salted caramel, I think, something like that. Maybe pistachio. Oh, I do like a pistachio. <sighs> no, I'm, I'm chocolate. Mine, I'm either a black cherry or a rum and raisin. Oh, oh man, yeah. we're like polar opposites there. Mine I can't is, stand that stuff. Mine is pistachio. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Pistachio is yeah. a strong By flavor, a distance. Yeah. I like vanilla. I, I do I, like vanilla It's boring well. to say, but I love a I good like vanilla. I like it with chocolate. <laughs> And jo- golden syrup on top of it if you really want to up oh, the sugar that's content. too much, too much. Mm, it's too not, much. you're wrong. But we're going to talk about movies that do this. So you go first. Me? Yes. I found this quite hard, I have to say. But the first thing I thought of absolutely was the Goonies and Chunk's sort of hyper-awareness around. The, he can smell the Well, he's going to storm flavors. out, isn't he? He's had enough of all yeah. the shenanigans. He's going to storm out and then he smells. I smell ice cream. Yeah. Swenson's have got praline and cream. <laughs> Mississippi mud. Chocolate eruption. They yeah. got apple. They got grape. They got grape and super duper chocolate eruption. What a yeah. nose. And a corpse. Got. Yeah, what a nose. Yeah, <laughs> and a corpse. Yeah. That um, bit is quite scary when you're a kid. Seeing a dead body. Yeah, there's like a that. couple of scary mm. bits that mm. uh, a little, you know, it takes a risk a bit, the Goonies. Well, the first kids, time that it, you, you see know? the back of Sloth's head or whatever <laughs> yeah. is pretty fucking it is if you, <laughs> full on if you're the right yeah, age. That's right, yeah. I'm, I'm going to throw one in then, City Slickers. I was thinking this should be a midweek, actually. I really love this film. Have you seen this? You no, uh, maybe. Billy maybe Crystal. I've seen the film. I did see it. I don't really as, like as a Billy suggestion, Crystal. but I don't remember. Yeah, no, I'm not a fan. I like. I him. think I've probably seen the film, but I, I like him. I think I think he's a, a funny guy, and I think actually this is his best role and his his. Best I get film. this film mixed up with the Three Amigos for some reason. No, Three Amigos is. Is um, it the same sort of premise? No, Three Amigos really good. This one, 
has like the showdown of ice cream. Have mm. you seen this? Before? No, I haven't seen City Slickers. No. Okay. I've, There's a City Slickers too. Well. Yeah. I've seen this about four times at least. I don't know. Five I'm times, a bit maybe? like that about uh, Billy Crystal as well. I mean, obviously Harry Met Sally's great, but is it? Well, it was the last time I saw it. It was quite a long time ago. But... Never liked that movie. No. Okay. This is so none of you have seen this film. I've, That's I've, really I'm interesting. I'm fairly sure I've seen it, but it's it was instantly forgettable. Yeah. Right. Same. Okay. Well, it is a very kind of low-key comedy and Billy Crystal's going away to, to try and find himself a little bit. He, he's he's having problems at home and everything. But there's these ice cream magnets like that have gone out. They've got 1,400 stores across the US and, and they're doing this, this rodeo ranch drive across America or across the, the plains where they're taking, you know, going old school on horseback going to ride these cows and cattle back into another ranch. Mm. So these guys start on the on the ice cream saying, right, I can name any food, any food you've got with an ice cream. I'll place the perfect ice cream for that. And it, it goes on like a showdown. They're like, down, 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 you know. So he, he starts talking about, you know, sea bass with asparagus sauteed with potatoes. Rum raisin. <sighs> Had me sweating there, like, you know. It's a classic scene, which I clearly see none of you again. <laughs> <laughs> Who whoever wants to watch a low-key comedy? Well, a low-key comedy. Like, like, it's not like we watch what, you, you want in the midweek. Like, you like, you're moderately entertained. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, sure right, that, I'm nominating sure this. Not really what that you're, means, you're just, though, you're just getting me to nominate this. This is all <laughs> There's a difference between Weird Al Yankovic and something that's much slower and more subtle. <laughs> which, that I can't which, think of. Yeah. Which is this? What, we're basically well, talking about really Bruce Springsteen in comedy form, right? Mm. Middle of the road, yeah? <laughs> I don't know. Not, not going to rise to that. Not biting. Silly provocation, but you're, yeah. you're better than that. Let's see what you're going to nominate. Not, I'm not. Okay, so ice cream. This wasn't a scene that I remembered, certainly not specifically for ice cream, but in the original Mad Max film, there is a scene where, I can't remember the names of the bad guys, but they're basically the, like the assholes that are just going around being shitbags to everyone. One of them, who I think his, his character name is Toe Cutter, he he comes across Mad Max's wife Jessie and and the child, and they're clearly going to do something horrible. They're they're all quite like rapey and pillagey. As Toe Cutter goes to approach Jessie, she's eating an ice cream and she like knees him in the bollocks and shoves an ice cream in his face. Nice and and then escapes, finds Mad Max. Doesn't end well for her or the kid. Yeah, but it's a it's a it's a strong film. I liked it. I I think I only saw it in the last maybe five years of my life or something. Mm. But I watched all of the originals and I'm a huge fan of uh, Fury Road. Yeah, Fury Road's right. amazing. But the interesting fact is that the guy who played Toe Cutter, Hugh Keys Byrne, also played Immortan Joe in uh, oh. Fury Road. So all those years later, he had an even bigger part. Mm. The, the guy you described as covered in bubble wrap or whatever the <laughs> other day in another pod. So mm. that's my There's a black and white version of Fury Road. Yeah. It's Supposed to be really spectacular and yeah. monochrome. I love that film. Well, there are some sequences in the towards the end that are all monochromed colours, aren't they? But are they just all like all blue after the big explosions? It? It's a beautiful looking film. Mm. Yeah, it's the inside scoop. This is a film that I've mentioned to you guys before. I watched it 
over and over and over again when I was a kid. And it taught me more about history than any of the lessons I had at school. It's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. They travel through time recruiting a load of famous historical figures, Socrates, Billy the Kid, <laughs> Genghis Khan, but probably most memorably was Napoleon Bonaparte, yeah. who has a huge, huge fascination with water slides and also <laughs> ice cream as they take him to the mall. It's the, a party of four and they are presented with this enormous ice cream sundae. He is obsessed with it and he's an arsehole. But he actually says, le glace. Yeah. And they wouldn't have had ice cream. In Napoleon's in, time. Yeah, so you're so he bullshit on it. it and has a French, you know, term for it. With the thing that, so my my dreams shattered. That film's actually a load of yeah. shit. Continuity yeah, out the yeah. window. Yeah, I really I used to like that movie as well. That behavior. They deliver the thing oh. to the table, screaming that song at him. Ziggy pig, <laughs> yeah. the pig. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just, well, this military sort of genius, just so baffled. But yeah, it's a good one. Probably couldn't talk about this without, and this one will almost certainly be a group effort. The Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy. Oh, AKA right. the Cornetto trilogy or the Blood and Ice Cream trilogy, which is Edgar Wright. The other two. Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. Those are the ones. The three movies, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, Hot Fuzz yeah. and uh, the other one. The other one. End, End of, of the, the world. world. I don't like that one at all. Mm. I should the probably revisit end. The World's End. I should probably revisit it. There's ice cream, but not massively. I guess in Hot Fuzz, it's the eureka moment with the yeah. with the ice cream. In the first one, he goes out to go and get a Cornetto as part of his morning routine while the world's gone to shit. Yeah. I don't remember what it is in the third one. I've got uh, whatever that is, The World's End. No. My particular favourite is them two sitting in the police car. Yeah. And they're, they're about to, you know, they're going to have to <laughs> disappear. So Nick Frost just takes a massive bite of his ice cream and goes, oh, right, yeah. freeze. <laughs> <laughs> right, so really, really quickly on that, I grew up, and I feel like this is going to be another thing like the words for subtitles, but I grew up <laughs> in my household, if you ate ice cream too quickly, you got an ice cream headache. Yeah. You never, ever, it was not brain freeze. It was never brain freeze. And now, no, nowadays, yeah. especially because the thing is, if you if you have a slush puppy like too quickly, then it could, you can't call it an ice cream headache because it's not an ice cream. But it was never brain freeze. Brain freeze was, no, yeah, was a, an Americanized sort of saying, but ice cream headache was, yeah, was the thing in my household. Yeah, I agree with that. But I probably prefer over. brain freeze just because mm. it sounds a bit the syllables a bit and nicer, and that's probably why there's it's more. a DJ Shadow and Cut Chemist. Mm. show it's very good mm. the only good thing about being wounded in the buttocks is the ice cream that is the worst forest gump <laughs> impression anyone will ever do i thought that was um, boss hog yeah from it may have been, from, uh, it may it been but lieutenant dan i got you some ice cream <laughs> lieutenant dan is this maybe <laughs> no, a little bit better, better. But that's it simple jack from <laughs> yeah yeah, from that's him, that's him. yeah i I'm, I'm just trying to go on films that i've seen so i'm not i'm trying to you no, know. I'm talking about your impression. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I can only choose what I can do, and that's not very much, clearly. Forrest Gump, when he's mm. eating ice cream, he's it, in the hospital. Sidey's favourite yeah. actor I, in his favourite movie. I, knew, I had to beat him to bring it up, what, yeah. what it was, and Oscar in his favourite no film. Less. Yeah. Um, yeah, he does it. get shot in the buttocks and in then eats ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. He's eating like two at a time. <laughs> My list is not long. 
but I now I'm I'm moving on to drinks that contain ice cream. Not a Coke float because I couldn't find any of those. But oh, Pete, uh, it's, a, it's a rocky road once you start. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's quite good. That's quite good. I'm specifically talking about a milkshake and the five dollar shake yeah. from the from the restaurant mm. scene that is, seems to have come up quite a lot of times already in in top fives. Mm. It was in the the dance one yeah. with, the, with the twist competition. But yeah, I really even the birdies. Oh, that's a pretty fucking good milkshake or whatever he says he's he's aghast at the cost of this milkshake but it's it's clearly i'd like to try this we'd all like to give it a try mm. the milkshake mm. so well i right. worked a five dollar shake once did you? <laughs> you remember i've been seen once uh, i thought that was gonna be a gag possibly is this a joke no, i have no, actually I, worked I, no i worked on the on pizza ice cream van on the <laughs> right i've seen once did it for years i i've in the end, I'd give it up. I, I couldn't do Sundays. But, uh, <laughs> I did work there, yeah. That is decent. Uh, oh, no, fun. Actually, the guy who worked in that one, do you, they found him dead inside the ice cream van. <laughs> Apparently, he topped himself. Oh. <laughs> well, there was a robbery as well. Uh, and they got away with hundreds and thousands. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Wow. Yeah, anything is popsicle. <laughs> oh god let's go for the shining ice cream moment in the shining yeah that? there is yeah they're yeah. they're being shown around so jack's gone off right at the beginning of the hotel it's it? where they're getting the sort of tour the of the tour. hotel so he's off with the manager but scatman crothers dick o'halloran yeah from <laughs> the day to day he's showing them around and they're going through the sort of kitchen larder if you like he's sort of showing shelly deval around and saying this is what we've got and he starts reeling off this enormous long list but the score the soundtrack mm. is just doing this high pitch sort of squeal constantly and it's getting more and more oh, it just gives me it, the shivers it sort of becomes of louder than the dialogue you can't really hear exactly what you're saying and then you get a, just a still but no it's that what do you call that shot where it's kind of zooming but oh yeah uh, but Danny Torrance the young lad just stood like cold as ice yeah and he's staring and then Scatman Crothers was a dick O'Halloran oh, yeah he just says do you want an ice cream bud yeah yeah and it's obvious he's telepathically doing which is what the shining is so he's telepathically doing this this connection and it's just the way Kubrick does it you know everything's sort of played out over a long time and you get this really creepy and that kid is just fucking anything with any sort of horror film with kids in is just fucking terrifying Mm, and it's just right on his face and he's Mm. got this sort of fucking petrified look on and his face on mm-hmm. its own it's nothing but with the atmosphere made through the music he's actually only asking him if he wants else. an ice cream and just yeah. letting him know that he can talk to him but yeah. it's yeah. built up this tension really is fucking with, with that built. screech yeah yeah uh, the shining albeit i've never seen it and probably never will is must have been like the most mentioned film in these top fives do you think so yeah so like we've got like Long shots, elevators, yeah. bathrooms, uh, ice creams. Yeah. It's, it's been something so, for everyone. It's there? really good. You should watch it. <sighs> I'm so so scared. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the sort of mocked up names that they have for products in movies. One of them comes from a TV show that I really liked, which was Stranger Things, and Steve Harrington works at Scoops Ahoy. Yeah, uh, which is good. <laughs> they were constantly chucking out pretty decent looking 
ice creams and they had the character Robin that he was constantly trying to crack on yeah. and turned out to be lesbian I think also Avengers Endgame had Hulka Hulka Burning Fudge <laughs> one of the two flavours that they discussed uh, the other one was Stark Raving Hazelnuts <laughs> which is uh, sounds pretty good One, I was trying to think of like scenes where it was like really delicious or something that because I thought cinema must have honoured the ice cream the best I came up with was The Nutty Professor where have you seen that movie? yeah the first one with yeah. the yeah, yeah. Terrible, yeah, terrible. Bad. It sees Eddie Murphy binge eating ice cream and crying after a disastrous date with us. And then there's on the background on the TV, there's like this sort of self help exercise guy, sort of like yeah. Mr. Motivator, which is Eddie Murphy again. Type no, because it's a white guy and it is, is it's, it? yeah, it's kind of got the Jufro thing going Are you on. Sure, can I say that? Is that Eddie. all right? You can, yeah. Hey, I'm gonna look this up, but I think it's Eddie Murphy playing that guy. Right. Maybe, he played maybe about uh, he played all of the clumps and. And I'm sure he even plays the Mr. Motivator character. Gonna so he's just up. like eating shovel loads of ice cream. And eventually he sort of has this daydream where he turns into kind of fat Zilla and he's enormous <laughs> walking through the the city. And he's like, <laughs> he goes to go and get the girl and he tries, you think he's going to go and grab her, but he just grabs a chicken wing from the, <laughs> from the thing. Yeah, terrible fat shaming. Everybody involved should probably be ashamed of themselves. I don't know, actually. It might have a nice message at its core. Anyone remember? No, don't yeah. remember it well enough, to be honest. But a, a film that I do remember, Jim Jarmusch, yeah. Down by Law. Have you seen Oh, that? I was going for a different Jim Jarmusch. Oh, okay. Right, okay. So this one, the ice cream scene, is Tom Waits and Roberto, uh, Roberto ben- <laughs> Benigini. What did you say his name? Roberto Benigini? Sounds Benigini. good to me. Sounds good enough, doesn't it? So they're in jail. There's three of them playing cards. And as it goes on, Roberto Benigini doesn't speak any English and they're trying to play cards, you know. So you go, eh, what is eh? And he goes, ah. And he goes, he's looking for his book. And he goes, uh, scream, scream. And he goes, oh, no. It wasn't a scream. It was just an ah or whatever. And he goes, ice cream. Ice cream for, we scream for ice cream, ice cream. And then, so they start singing a song going round and round, you know, sort of ice cream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream, ice cream, you scream. And then they're all going, all the jails go in it and suddenly the guards come and they all kind of go back into the, the scene. Have you seen this movie? No. Okay, all no. black and white. Is it Jim Jarmusch you've, uh, is a real kind of independent film. I've not seen any of his movies. I keep seeing The Dead Don't Die and thinking I should watch it, but I know they're kind of slow and I'm never in the right... Dead Man, that was really good. I think that might have been Johnny Depp in that one as well, who's who's done a couple of his movies. Yeah, Um, and he smacked about Amber Heard as well, didn't he? Yeah, (laughs) that's right. Don't know if he had ice cream though, so it wouldn't be relevant. I've only got a few more... I've got three more and only one of them actually includes ice cream properly. And that's, <laughs> and that's in there just to troll sidey, which is Home Alone 2. He's checked into the hotel and the, what, he's got like a waiter in the room just like serving him like a ridiculous amount of ice cream. I've also got Home Alone 1. I, I don't remember the ice cream. He's though. sitting in the armchair with a massive oh, bowl. Yeah. And he, it's when he shouts, I'm eating junk and watching rubbish, mm. guys, you'll have to come. That was actually a... KSW nomination. No, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Okay, but so the the last one of the last two I'm going to go for. So this one again, I think it's an ice cream milkshake. This is from a really fun film, Napoleon Dynamite. It's where Kip and the uncle, whose name I can't remember, that's really annoying me. But yeah, the uncle asks how things are going with Kip and his online uh, LaFonda, his yeah. online girlfriend. And he says, I'm going to try and do a Kip impression. Shall yeah. I try? Yeah, yeah you look a bit like him. Thank you. Think, things are getting pretty serious right now. 
<laughs> I mean, we, we chat online for like two hours every day. So I guess you could say things are getting pretty serious. Yeah, it's just like it's the the funniness in that film is sometimes just like there's not that's not they're not funny lines but it's just the delivery the so scene kind of low key. the fact that you know like the the sort of <laughs> yeah. kind of low key yeah the contrast <laughs> between like him low key the the contrast between him and his girlfriend Lafonda but well, the good um, thing about that was he wasn't getting catfished or anything they genuinely like had yeah. a proper relationship mm. and you know, ended up getting together yeah. i was i watched a, another clip of that to see if it had ice cream but it's just him and pedro having lunch in the cafeteria yeah. and he takes his tater tots and puts them in his like really biff trousers <laughs> in that yeah. pocket for later yeah. but they just like ev- pollen crumbles <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly and every scene in that just seems to just play out just a little bit too long and gets a bit awkward and you're like that's why yeah, it's you don't sort know of memorable. Lot, and then yeah. you end up just laughing because yeah. of the the awkwardness yeah Better than Loki. There is, I'm sure, a Jim Jarmusch film that you would have seen. Ghost Dog, Where the Samurai. Oh, yeah. yes, I have seen that. Is that Jim Jarmusch? That's Jim Jarmusch, yeah. yeah. Okay. And his best friend in the film is uh, a French ice cream van driver called Raymond, who is in it for several yes. scenes, and he yeah. bangs on about the the, the absolute best flavour is chocolate. Good for your and health. He, and he's, yeah, he's sort of going, and he, Ghost Dog says, you know, he's my best friend when he's chatting to that little girl in the park, and he gets her an ice cream, and she says, well, do you understand what he's saying? He's like, no. <laughs> but, you know, we just get each other. And later on, he takes him over. You know, he shows him around the, the ice cream van man, Raven, showing him this this weird guy with a boat in the middle of his house and stuff like that. He's I just remember it because he's, he's speaking French, but there's no words. Mm. So you're as lost as everyone else in what he's actually going on about. And it's a cool film. Yeah. Unless you speak French. Yeah. Yeah. I don't speak it well enough to understand everything. In it. Well, I've, I've still got a few. There's Me and Earl and the Dying Girl was one that we reviewed on the oh, yeah. pod. And that's got the scene of them eating popsicles outside the corner store. And they've sort of, you know, they've eaten some pot laced brownies, I think, haven't they? Just before that. That was a sort of fairly decent film. Jurassic Park has John Hammond quietly eating ice cream to himself when he finds out that dinosaurs are eating his grandchildren. That twat Michael Bay's Transformers Revenge of the Fallen has uh, skids and mudflap with the most hideous racist caricature. They they are disguised as an ice cream truck that says suck my popsicle on the side of it. Comedy um, gold. For the, for the kids there. Borat, they, do you remember that? He and the fat lawyer guy they get an ice cream van and they take it down to the park and there's a load of kids and they come running up to the uh, to the van and there's a fucking there's a bear, bear <laughs> yeah. inside it. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then I, I read today, looking at that, that the FBI had actually opened a file on like this ice cream van <laughs> really? thing with a bear. Yeah. There was one last one that was worth talking about. Oh yeah, a film that's kind of much funnier than you probably would think it would be. It was uh, Juice Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Wow. You seen that? No, it's yeah, a Rob Schneider yeah. movie. Yeah, I yeah, I didn't hate it. You you think it's going to be mean spirited because of the subject matter, but it isn't, and it's kind of silly, and everybody's having a lot of fun. It might be worth yeah, a little fish mention. Tank guy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And there's yeah. some really funny lines. It's like if you have even a half thought that Rob Schneider might be funny, then this is the best thing he's ever done. Probably, he's having a, a hot tub with this guy who's like a pimp sort of uh, she johns and that keeps calling him his he bitch he bitch yeah, yeah. yeah so he's like eating from the ice cream and when he mentions that a detective's following him, he sort of drops it into the pool and then he just <laughs> scoops it up again and st- keeps eating and then at the end he just says don't make me he bitch man slap you uh, <laughs> which is pretty good oh and commando 
the opening montage of Commando, you know, when he's like with oh, his the daughter. Log, the log carry. Yeah, and she, John she like Matrix. jams a, an John ice cream cone into his face and he's like, ah, ah, ah. Like, it's only about three seconds, but it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, well, you've pretty much covered most, uh, well, all of the ones that I've got. There, what is that one Reese actress? She likes ice cream with cutlery. Uh, Reese with her spoon. That's that's me out. Really, I've, I've got one more. Doesn't include ice cream, but I think if there's a film that's famous for ice cream, it's uh, Scarface, and it's when it's not ice cream. <laughs> oh no, no, okay, no, that's something else entirely. No, no, it's uh, it, the ice cream is referencing that there's a scene where where Tony and Chico are on the seafront and they just moved to Miami and. Tony's oh, talking yeah. about like this. This My town is. Angelo, this town is like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do yeah. the. You could. You can. Tony Matan. Yeah. Tony me. Fuck you up, man. I fuck you up. I lost my friend Angelo down in fucking Cuba. We'll fucking take you out, man. <laughs> so that, that's a better impression than what I will do. No, I won't do. Uh, he says this town is like a great big pussy just waiting to get fucked. And then like some, they, because they're looking out to to the beach and then Chico turns around and sees like some hot girls going into like a cafe or something. And so he's like, oh, we're, we're facing the wrong way. He turns around and Tony just turns and just shouts out to one of the girls. I was like, hey, do you want some ice cream? Mm-hmm. And then, like the girl's like, no, thanks. And walks off and Chico says, well, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, girls like ice cream, right? And that's the, um, that's the entirely memorable scene. Shoehorn Scarface yeah. into an ice so Scarface, cream combo. Yeah, big, that, big I like ice that. cream themes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Girl Interrupted was the movie that Angelino won an Oscar for. Not seen it. They have a group ice outing cream. to Eccles Ice Cream Parlour and Winona Ryder Eccles. spots someone in there and is terrified of what might happen in the end they're sitting down to have their ice creams and this woman comes over and it's clear <laughs> this that, when she gets interrupted <laughs> yeah and she's about to start getting a load of shit from this woman and it turns out that she may have slept with her husband but one of the other have watched. one of the other ladies there part of the group shouts out so what if she gave your husband a rim job? Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> so memorable for that. Uh, Little Miss Sunshine is a film that we never mentioned until recently, and now it crops up all the time. They're having lunch in a diner, and Abigail Breslin orders waffles and ice cream, and her dad basically fat shames her and explains that if you eat ice cream all the time, you'll get fat, and it kicks off a big family argument, which is quite entertaining. Also, a crazed Zionist and former member of the Israeli Defense Force, Gal Gadot, tries ice cream for the first (laughs) time in Wonder Woman, and she says to the seller that he should be very proud. There's a horror movie, 1995, Ice Cream Man. I saw this on the research, but I haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen it, but it sounds interesting. It's directed by a former pornographic filmmaker, Norman Epstein, and it stars Ron Howard. You're an Epstein fan, aren't you, Pete? Never heard of him. No. Um, well, he has a pseudonym as well. And it stars Ron Howard's uh, much better brother, Clint, as a oh. murderous ice cream man. He's uh, the kid from Gentle Ben, isn't yeah. he? He's yeah. like, in a lot of things. He's really ugly. Ron Howard films are better when Clint is in them, right. is the general rule of thumb. He became a killer after witnessing the death of an ice cream man during his childhood. Nice. Right. Sounds okay. like it's worth a look. I thought it might have been a Ron Jeremy film or something. <laughs> also, I don't know if you've seen Assault on Precinct 13. Yeah. The I original or the John remake. Carpenter. Yeah. The dude is in an ice cream van. Yes. Waiting. Have you got this one? No. No, he's, no. He's waiting for this gang and he's really nervous. And a girl, a young girl comes over and actually orders an ice cream. And he tries to shoo her away. But 
it's quicker to just give her an ice cream. So she asks for a vanilla twist. So he hands her an ice cream and she walks off and then this gang arrive and they grab him out of the, the van. They've got a gun in his mouth and they kind of rough him up and shoo him away. The girl comes back and says, hey, mister, I ordered a vanilla twist. This is just <laughs> mm. vanilla. And the guy from the gang just goes through the window and fucking shoots her. It is mm. fucking brutal. Yeah. She's about yeah. eight. Yeah. Jesus. And yeah. then he shoots the guy in the ice cream van like, in the head. Like you do, That's all off camera. But the one with the girl, she's just fucking holding her ice cream, standing straight like that, and it's yeah. just bang right in her chest. It is fucking so violent. Yeah. Jeez. Wowzers. Is there time for a couple more or should we just yeah, go we to the The Babadook is a movie that I've talked about on here before and I'd like us to watch one day. It's got a great scene where she fucks off work for the day and pretends her kid's sick just so she can go to the park and have an ice cream on the bench. And, you know, it's quite a sort of human portrayal of somebody struggling as a single parent type thing. Phantasm is a Don Coscarelli joint. He is the guy who did Bubba Hotep and some other stuff. But this is probably it's a sort of sci-fi horror movie. Began in the late seventies and it's got like four or five sequels. No, it's not it's not really. I've seen the poster. (laughs) It's the got an unlikely protagonist in Reggie who's a balding ice cream van man with a rampant libido who becomes a sort of shotgun toting badass over the course of the first movie. And the ice cream plays a pivotal role when it exposes one of the key weaknesses of the tall man who is the antagonist who's affected by the cold so that's a pretty good ice creamy one and my last one was in absolute chuckle fest monsters ball there's a sort of heavy-handed thing where he he might not be racist because he has dark chocolate ice cream and then in the end they (laughs) celebrate on the balcony after she finds out on the porch after she finds out that you know he was involved in executing her husband which happened to be puff daddy so yeah ice cream, they eat ice cream on the porch yeah right should we try and reduce that down to four scoops yeah oh, i like that I like what you did there go on Rex, what are you going to put in i am going to put in juice bigelow male gigolo mm. wow okay I'm a city slicker. I'm going to go for I'm going to go for Mad Max. Nice. Okay, I'm definitely putting in Bill and Ted. Nice. Good choices. Hey, cheese, please. Cheese. <laughs> we we were all very sad last week that there was no cheese, but this week cheese makes a triumphant return. Yeah, it does. It's We've gone all out this week. I've got some largely unpronounceable cheeses here. <laughs> One of them is a Ricolo Valtaleggio, which, yeah, Welsh cheese. No, it's, it must be Italian, is it? Uh, yeah, sounds like it. Oh, it is. It's from Italy. And it's made using Bruna Alpina cows. Not the cows themselves. I think it's their, <laughs> their milk. But it does have centripetal ripening, which makes it creamier near the sides and thicker in the middle where the texture is lighter and chalkier. There's also a Chaos Fermier, which is a soft, creamy, uh, delicate, unpasteurized cheese from Champagne with an apple aroma. Mm. But I think the star of tonight's cheese show is definitely the Gorgonzola Dolce, which is young, voluptuous, creamy and rich. Not to be confused with a heart with a stronger and harder gorgonzola picante. Yeah, it's good. The gorgonzola. It is, and it goes incredibly well with the uh, the truffle acacia honey that I brought. Yeah, it's very sort of fine dining kind of vibe going on, mm. much like in the movie that we watched this week. 
which is not nothing, at all a ham-fisted nothing. segue. Yeah. Into no, it. I thought that was smooth. <laughs> I I enjoyed that. This well, film I nominated, and this absolutely fits the profile of something that I missed. I'm not sure this even made it over here to the cinema, to our local multiplex. I've never heard of it. I really? happened never. to just catch it that it was on Prime. It's The Founder, 2016 sort of biographical drama about the beginnings of the McDonald restaurant empire. empire. The main star being Michael Keaton, who mm. is someone that I really like, but he's... I don't know, these last few years, he seems to just sort of dip in and out. He's not a, I wouldn't say he was a super prolific no. actor. He picks his roles. The right, yeah. isn't he? He's earned the right now to take the roles that interest him in most. He's uh, he's a guy that I, I really like, actually. As a, I do as well. As an actor in things, which maybe it was clever casting, I don't know, to play him as, as Ray Kroc in, in this, because I think with another actor you might have not warmed to Ray at all. Mm. But this film kind of helps you a little bit just understand Ray and and how his approach to making this huge, ugly, disgusting (laughs) chain of restaurants that have infected the world is is done. (laughs) Seeing as you've gone so early on your feelings about McDonald's, Dan, I've got two words for you. Yeah. Ryan's world. Yeah. (laughs) Is utter shit as well. Is the Ryan's world of the the food industry, and you were singing its praises and backing that little prick Ryan to the hilt when we covered that bullshit. Oh, you can listen back. Justification, correct me if I'm wrong, gents. You said, yeah, but it makes a fuck ton of money, and he's probably got a beach house in Malibu and stuff like that. That is the reason that they do it. So yeah, so. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Yes, well, yeah, capitalism I, and all that. I mean, it's, yeah, that's what's at the heart of this movie as well. That yeah, discussion. it is. I mean, I, I certainly don't, you know, want to big up Ryan's world any more than I'd like to, well, to big up the, any more than I'd big up uh, McDonald's. But I mean, just to get it out there, you know, I haven't eaten McDonald's. It's, it's one of the major Ever? reasons. I, no, I used to eat it as a kid. Yeah. We never had it in Jersey uh, as a kid. So it was always a treat when we went over to the UK and we'd have it there in a mm. happy meal. And like all the other um, kids that go along, you, you're you not thinking about the huge kind of exploitation. You're thinking about a happy meal and a burger and some fries mm. and and well, I, I was there at the opening night of the McDonald's in Jersey, and it was wow. this fucking massive event. <laughs> Can you believe? You know, and yeah. everybody was there, and all local politicians and the press, and it was one like, of the things that people from like that I knew from England or whatever, like sort of held over me. Yeah, when I was growing up, it's like, uh, like no oh, McDonald's. You haven't even got a fucking McDonald's in Jersey. <laughs> Have you got TVs and cars? You prick! Like, I'm like. <laughs> And, and I had no comeback yeah. to it. We didn't have a McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, then it, and infected, now we do. Now it infected the island here as well. But yeah, it, it's this film though begins with Ray Kroc, who is a long way from being the full arsehole that he went on to be. He, he's he's just kind of minor. Well, he's a guy a that of, you he's, like actually. He's a salesman. He's a nineteen yeah. fifties yeah. American salesman. He's on the road a lot, and he's got the newest 
ice cream swirling machine that he's trying to flog to all these the machine isn't it a milk multi-mix because it does yeah. five five shakes at a time yeah. you see him giving his self pitch i didn't know whether he was doing that into the mirror at first he was just sort of practicing well, it is. but it's it, it pans back to this guy and he goes on forever and ever and ever like yeah smart guy you can make the right choice and the guy's like yeah uh, see you later you know he just gets shot down yeah and he's sort of living this sort of He's doing okay. You know, they've got a house and they're not, you know, destitute, but it's this sort of humdrum, mundane thing well, of just getting constant rejection. Well, that's one of the things, though, because they, I mean, because it's America, he's got a fucking enormous house. But yeah. the problem is, you know, it's not it's not about that really for him. It's just about having. It's not really he's about He's a member them. of the country club and it's all keeping yeah. up appearances. Well, that's it. He doesn't seem to be doing too bad even before that. I mean, the sales... He must be a pretty good salesman. He must have yeah. made some sales. And you can see that he works hard. Well, he's you in know, his 50s. He's in, he, they, he's, they're childless, him and his wife. It's important. Yeah. So, you know, they, and it's important, I think, in the, in the movie because he's never at home. And, and, he, and he admits in one of the interactions, a little bit later on after the start, that he ain't ever going to quit. He's never going to be happy. I, he, I think the message is that his, his life, but certainly his professional life, has been like unfulfilled. He knows that he can. Deliver like more. be more than, than yes. he has been up to that point in in probably all aspects of his life, but specifically around he feels that he's got something to offer, but has never had the right product or the ability to to you know shoot for the stars, which he eventually gets. Yeah, he finds that product when some brother he thinks there's been a mistake in an ordering because somebody's ordered five or eight of the for these ice the, cream these uh, uh, milkshake machines, these, makers. I think it was originally seven and they increase it yeah. to eight because he th- he he's, says is there must be a mistake uh, yeah, and they go six, yeah yeah actually make it eight yeah. he speaks to the guy on the phone and he can't he's got this dick dick yeah dick and nick, mac mm. nick offerman and john carroll lynch who i thought were both really good in this he can't he can't forget about this restaurant that's yeah. ordered these enormous amount of uh no, so, something twitches there, machines yeah he can't forget about something it. in this salesman in him that he senses an opportunity he senses something that he he's actually in his sales pitch. I think he believes it himself. You know, he's, yeah. he's talking about a supply and demand. Mm. If you increase supply, demand will follow. You know, this mm. this was his the whole thing yeah. of, of so hearing somebody taking his idea and he can't you know he can't sell one of these machines in in various towns that he goes taking eight of them he's yeah. like fucking oh i want to go down there and see it. well so he's talking about economic stimulus basically so it is a less you know this that's why this movie is interesting as well because you've got a little lesson on capitalism going on so he's he's saying if you put more money into the market then more things will happen and so it's like basic economic theory in, anyway so he he drives down it's it's i understand it's a huge distance so he goes down route 44 and route 66 60 cross, he's driving yeah. for a long time to go and see these people who've done it. And California IA. California IA, San Bernardino. And he meets these two brothers. But again, I- interestingly, by the time he gets there, and he's still not sure what he's going to find, but he's already looked at, th- at that route and the opportunities along the mm, way. Mm. Because by the time he gets there and sees what, what he sees and then starts thinking bigger picture, he's already got a bit of a plan for how that can be taken whatever it is and can be taken and expanded yeah and at night time he's listening to this record um, yeah it's calvin coolidge yeah the quote about persistence it sounds like a self-help thing but that's right yeah he's listening to to this to get him in this is what drives him each and every day is is to go on and do more and do more and it says you know persistence is better than any talent 
know yeah, yeah. you could be a genius it's not yeah loads of geniuses yeah, you've got yeah. loads of great ideas yeah. all you need is persistence persistence mm-hmm. keep going keep going and if anything if, if nothing else this this guy's got that because he's in his sort of 50s or something two, I think. and he's He's still grafting like the the dreams there. Mm. But he does eventually touch. get down to this burger stand, this, and it's the McDonald's brother's place. And you've got this quite amusing scene with him ordering food. Mm. He sort of stands in line, and he's thinking, "Oh fuck, you know, going to be." I forever. know how this goes. And the lady in front of him says, "Don't worry, you know, the line moves really quick." And in no time, he's at the window ordering, and they plonk the food in front of him immediately. And he's really confused, <laughs> like, "Who's this, is that? Uh, it's yours, my burger." Where do I eat it? The guy's like, where have you you like? Your car, (laughs) in your What do I do with the stuff? Just throw it away. And when you meet these two brothers in the movie, they're very, very strict, like very drilled down on the detail. We get the scene in the tennis court of how they reconfigure the the whole thing and they've got all the guys going around while they're barking at them about the orders. That's interesting. He says the uh, chips are 5% too crisp. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But they've been, they're, they're sort of, Men of a similar age, at least, and they've been through a big, long process. They've had like a hot dog yeah. stand and other things that. Well, their and story. They've, they've refined their menu down to just whatever sold the best, and it was like burgers, fries, drinks, yeah. and or milkshake or whatever. But that that's they've they've come up, they've happened upon or or created this sort of refined version they've of refined, everything that they've, they've learned. worked at it haven't they they've yeah, learned yeah. from what they've done and and when ray meets them and and talks them into going for a meal because he, he really generally interested in them I believe he is at that stage and he really wants to get to know them and how they've come about this system where he can order a burger and literally get it 30 seconds on, 30 seconds after he's paid for it revolutionary it's it's not been done and they talk about the speedy system as you say Mm. they 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 map out on a tennis court yeah they they draw on chalk the the different stations they get all the staff and keep moving it until it works choreographed yeah it's it's, it's, it's like a ballet yeah yeah and it's amazing the way that they they've gone and done this and then implemented it into what was their successful burger business already and closed for a few months while it went through this big refurb well, and they had to move it, it. Yeah. They, they picked and the whole thing up and moved it. Which, of course, is important as well because one of the themes is about the ownership of land, right? And so, yeah. right at the beginning, they picked up and moved off and gone somewhere else. But they, they're very strict and exacting in their standards. So, whilst they've got this down to a fine art of making it quickly, they are not willing to compromise no. on its quality. Oh. Fantastic and, quality, and, that, and that's not just in the food. The whole restaurant's got mm. to be clean and outside. There's no rubbish lying around. There's no litter, and that's all setting you up for what's to come later on. Obviously, the, yeah. But specific about the the clientele they want yeah. as well. There's they they remove the things they've learned from the like the drive-in diner yeah. type scenario. We get a lot of people just hanging around and smoking and, yeah. and doing whatever. So. So, well, families are turning up, and that's what they want to promote themselves. Well, it's not that they want to. The original McDonald's restaurant is seen as this thing in the community right i mean that the yeah. people work there and all of the right. so then it obviously I mean, it, it a, becomes this twisted top, perverted top version quality of restaurant cared about their customers cared about the food cared about the quality of goods and and cared about the franchise which eventually goes ahead because of the persistence of way they, Won't they leave have them franchised alone. already they, they they've right, had yeah. a foray into it but their their sort of problem is is the 
the lack of control. I've actually, I won't go into detail. I've actually been through this process in in a business, and there is that like that, that trade off between you want to maximize the the potential of the thing that you have and that that you've sort of spent years sort of creating, but there is element you know which is the the, the slight downside of it is that you lose some of the controls. Like as soon mm. as you take it on the road, go somewhere else, it's are, are these people and you don't have total oversight of it at all times. You see it in a couple of their things. They start bringing things into the menu that, that weren't, you know, weren't permitted or weren't sort of suggested in the first place. And and it is that they can't handle side. it, you, can yeah. they, the brothers? They're, yeah. they're, they want that control because it's their name. But they've been on, let down by yeah. shoddy managers, I think, in the yeah. past, what, mm. what's let it down. But um, Ray's not going to do that. Ray's going to sort them out. Ray goes tight. to his country club and suggests this idea to some of his his uh, well-to-do buddies that are all retired, actually. Mm. The, the it, golfing important, set. Importantly, in in that scene as well, getting the support of his wife, I think yeah. that they they highlight as they're kind of mocking him. They're going for a bit of a rough patch themselves mm. because financial troubles, him being out of the house so much and, and everything. But she hold, it's mostly the holds, latter that he's yeah. completely emotionally distant and yeah. well he's you driven know, she's these... complete they're, it's just totally loveless their marriage and it's you yeah know, it's heartbreaking really it appears that way doesn't yeah. it but there is that like you say that sort of show of solidarity from from the wife because they see him as like a failed salesman like and there's right. probably yeah. a million of these guys that that they've seen and and not well, they, taken they mock seriously. him for some of the things that he's he's sold and what did he have some kind of oh they refer to him as like oh you're the paper cup guy or whatever and in That's one right. in one some, of the some scene, ridiculous you know, he's, he's inventions a load of things up to this point that haven't really taken off and he's he's a bit of a a bit paper of a joke to, to, to some of well not his peers but the guys that are you know in this country club they do eventually take up some franchises though and it just works exactly as it has in the past where it's not as strictly controlled, there's rubbish everywhere. The food mm. is, the menu is not good. Some of them are selling chicken and things that are not supposed to be on the menu. Lettuce, lettuce in a hamburger, he's appalled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, he marches on to the, storms up to the golf course mm. over some of the guys who have invested in it, who weren't looking to work there. They were just no. looking for an investment. Yeah. And they haven't kind of then gone through with the same thoroughness as he expected yeah. um, of his baby because he's he didn't invent mcdonald's but he invented the franchise idea of it he invented the anyway to do that well and certainly employed the the people who got it across at that point in the film like the the recognizable sort of characteristic that he has that the two brothers don't have is like aggression like he's quite aggressive in some of these interactions and stuff. You think uh, so, sometimes put thought, the phone down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you think he's going to almost like swing or like smash the burger in his face or do something. He's he's very aggressive and 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 pushy, which is like well, not valued as, as a as a quality by by the brothers themselves who are quite very. But one of the the, the taller one with the diabetes or whatever he's got is like very passive. Uh, the other one's a little bit more kind of like you know staunch and and belligerent but isn't not an aggressive character and that's a well not a quality but it's like an asset that ray has that the brothers don't yeah i didn't read him as particularly aggressive more as persistent aggressive in business he was more sort of he came across at the beginning at least in the movie as quite sort of insecure and you know it was mostly about his persistence i thought i read him as being quite desperate at the start yeah and then I think the desperation is still there because the reason 
he is he ends up remortgaging the house to mm. do some of these things yeah. and he needs this financially to be a success otherwise they're going to lose the fucking lot um well it does start to turn a profit but for everybody except him basically yeah. it's easy yeah. this bit i didn't fully understand because he had a bigger share of the profits than the brothers they had half a percent each i think and he had one and a half percent so yeah, i didn't but follow they, the had, economics they obviously had royalty they owned the products at the time so they had royalty so every sale they're making something whereas he's only making he doesn't get a royalty he's just yeah. getting a share of like the profits which they're not all turning profits so well uh, he's just investing like crazy and he's yeah. he's co- he cottons on some interesting ideas because he decides to select out particular groups of people that he wants to manage these places so he goes to he goes to a synagogue he goes to a church he goes yeah. to army veteran there's some suggestion of helping yeah. disadvantaged people as well people who can't get jobs so they become a part of it gives them and then he reinvests loads of money and he's just opening franchises like crazy because he's basically got this contract that says he's allowed to do that they control everything that occurs inside the restaurant and he just he can't can just, change anything either yeah he can't yeah. change anything, but you can basically make as but many I, as But well. I've read that as, as he was deliberately sort of sounding out people that are respected in their community mm. so that, that yeah. they are people. I mean, again, you know, part of, fran- you know, the, the, again, like a, an argument in, in franchising is is like the argument of, of like localization, whereby if you go and it will happen in towns, cities, countries, etc., where obviously now your modern day McDonald's, you go to a McDonald's in Tokyo, you're not getting the same menus you get in, mm. you know, wherever, like mm. San Bernardino or whatever. So he's, he's trying to, he recognizes that you would need to appeal to that audience and that market in that specific territory whilst maintaining and upholding the, the, the qualities and the values of the, of the original sort of product and idea. Yeah. One of his forays out into the wild to try and grow the empire, he ends up meeting a guy called Rolly Smith, who is an upscale sort of restaurant owner looking to invest. And he brings along his wife. It was uh, Patrick Wilson, wasn't it? Yeah. And who was the lady? Linda Cardellini, who I've had the hots for. Yeah, she's hot. Got, but what? Oh, we are. Right, she was okay. Hawkeye's wife in Avengers. Yeah. And there's a sort of instant attraction. You can see that she's taken the eye well he's starting to become quite successful now he's opened lots and lots of these at this franchises point, he, he's welcomed in they, they have mm. that scene where he's actually cheered into one restaurant and they've balloons and dancing yeah. and, and all kinds of things isn't there and it's it's a long way from his kind of early start where it reminded me a little bit of do you ever see glenn gary glenn yeah. ross mm. that kind of jack lemon character who, who and and the the salesman that just the death of a salesman th- vibe that, as that's well it, yeah. that kind of yeah. Arthur Miller thing going on there at the beginning yeah as opposed to now where he is he's fucking ruthless now he, he's he's he knows it as yeah. well you know he's he he, I think, he, he I knows think he's, he's getting that. the wife out He's getting a new a new girl in because he started to make it. He he also recognises that he is being held back now. Yeah, by the control of the two brothers, and he's going to need to do something about that. But he has an important conversation with uh, a bank manager, which leads on to a more important conversation about land. With mm. uh, yeah, the, yeah, but but before before that, this I think it's that opening where he sort of comes in in a car and he's like clapped in and cheered in and everything. I think at the end of that scene, someone comes up and speaks to him, and he just hands them his card. The and it's got the fa- it's yeah. got the founder McDonald's, mm. which obviously you know at this point he didn't found he wasn't the no. founder. And Des Moines of- wasn't restaurant number one. Yeah, and but it like for. it doesn't even have, I don't think even it has a number or any contact details, and it. it's just like here's my card. You can find me. Doesn't even like the other guy gets yeah. his card out to hand it in, but he's already like turned on gone. his heel and gone. So 
he's backing himself by this point, but yeah. financially he's still struggling. It's just not, there's millions of these restaurants, but they're not making enough money for him. And like you say, Dan, there he is overheard having this conversation with the bank manager by some f- sort of financial advisor dude. BJ yeah. Novak from The Office. Yeah, the he American just squirrels his way into the whole thing yeah. very easily. Well, why yeah. not? Because it's a squirrely little business by this point. He's already stitched up the the actual two founders. You know, these these mm. two guys that Well, they're, they're have still doing done, okay at this point. They're doing okay. Yeah, and they, they, not, they never not, not stitched never, them up. He just hasn't been able to take it where he wants to go. But they're, they're doing okay. Well, he, he's, pu- he's pushing the boundaries beyond what they would... Yeah, asked him to do. Well, and he the powdered knows- milkshake is really the part that it causes yeah, yeah. like there's this real artistic divide essentially where yeah. he figures out that a, be- a good way well, to Joan, save Joan, the new yes. lady, is the one who suggests it, and she mixes up a glass of this powdered stuff and it looks fucking rancid at the dinner table and passes it to him, and it's a bit of a eureka moment where he's like, actually, we don't need refrigerator after refrigerator after refrigerator full of ice cream to do this we can just get about a sack of this fucking powder and mix it up on Filled site with preservatives e-numbers and load of bullshit let's give him that <laughs> Ryan's well <laughs> yeah so and he sends a he sends a load to the brothers who of course are absolutely delighted by this yeah at this point he doesn't give a fuck if they say no it doesn't mm. matter it's happening anyway so he mm. does that behind their back but what he's uh, alerted to is the fact that actually if you own the land where these restaurants are mm. Then you can start making some money because you'll be the well calling the shots. Yeah, yeah. you're the leaseholder. So that's his idea. Go and buy the land. Lease he it incorporates back. a company then called the Franchise Realty Corporation, which sounds great and attacks, attracts a whole new load of investors, so they can start maximising the potential of this idea to own all the land for all these restaurants. Mm. And he really just just start calling the shots the whole way now. Well, the idea is to sell the franchise to the franchisees, yeah. and then have them lease the yeah pay the, the, the property back to lease them. It off so them. yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. Which Clever. the two Clever. brothers are not yeah. thrilled with this idea, but well, they're, they're they oblivious it. to it until it's basically way too big for them to stop. Well, yeah. This um, is it. Yeah. it. They could have probably won in court, but he would he he said quite blatantly. I'll swamp you with lawyers for years. Yeah. I'll bankrupt you. Mm. And, you know, the way this goes, why don't you take the deal? Yeah. So he gives unscrupulous. them Unscrupulous. Well, the blank deal check. is so unscrupulous as well. Yeah. It's yeah. so underhand. Yeah. I mean, to turn up on the day that the deal is being signed and then change it. Well, that's now become his baby, isn't it? Because even in the, you know, the breakup of his marriage and everything, he, he gives her everything accepts any yeah. sort of interest in in his business oh not even one percent and and that's yeah, the thing that he stitches up the brothers with which is like the the royalties part yeah yeah, and, yeah. they know. they agree to forego the name and what they're going to get out of it is the original site the san bernardino burger stand uh, a lump sum payment of 2.7 million each i think which yeah. works out to about 26 million in 2020 and one percent annual now, I think it was 2.7 between them. And it was yeah. a million after tax. A million yeah, each a million after, after tax, tax yeah. yeah. But the key one was the 1% annual royalty. In mm. perpetuity. Yeah. yeah. And he changes the deal to say, actually, you'll still get that, but that'll just be based on a handshake. Which is their own dark fault for Well, for there's a, I mean, they point. are... They're, 
they've made a string of errors really the fastidious brothers all the way through and this one was like unforgivable really so it's one of those things where when someone puts their hand out to you and they're obviously sort of dominant the kind of alpha in the room you you kind of instinctively i i I think but by by this point obviously they know that they've been sort of fucked over at pretty much every turn by him they definitely don't trust him there's health concerns Uh, as well there's health concerns like a a million dollars is still a million dollars but i think by this point they just know that they can't win Mm. anyway that they 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 can either walk out that room with a million dollars and and hope that that he'll be true to his word or they can walk away in on principle and end up probably with nothing anyway. So they're kind of like, yeah, they're, they're snookered. So there was also a condition that he wouldn't build a restaurant near them. And there's a very sad moment when they're tearing down the yeah, McDonald's yeah. sign because he owns that now. And yeah. then he just fucking rocks up and he's like, yeah, I'm building the McDonald's. Yeah, straight across city. the road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They went out of business within a year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then you basically, you know, the movie kind of just ends at this point. I can't remember the exact thing, but you get the absolute slam shocking reveal, or at least it was to me, you know, the not so huge reveal of the McDonald brothers never being paid any fees that that was coming. But Mm -hmm. every day McDonald's feeds approximately 1% of the earth's population. Did you know that before? Did you know that? Yeah, I was aware. I mean, they're they're everywhere, and it's it's crazy. I mean, it's it's fucking crazy industry that you yeah. know. It's the waste that goes through there as well. And to be fair to McDonald's, they don't give a fuck. So there you go. Yeah, they, they might not like right like Ryan's parents, <laughs> like Ryan's parents um, don't give a fuck. One thing. So the bit that kind of like. So all the way through the film, like like Michael Michael Keaton's a charismatic guy, and I think that this could this character could have been played by, you know, maybe somebody like a terrible actor like Tom Hanks or something side like. But it could have been. Well, played he was by, up for the role. Oh, was apparently. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that, that doesn't surprise me. But I think like Michael Keaton will bring that kind of like charisma, almost like like maniacal kind of like. Mm-hmm you know every, way of going every going, man kind of yeah look but, at things. but then they show real footage of the real ray crock at the end and he didn't really seem to have that charisma he just seemed like a real like flat out arsehole whereas michael keaton i sort of like i warmed to him then i didn't then i warmed to him then i didn't and then he did some nasty shit what what struck me as interesting is at the end and they deliberately made a point of mentioning one of the guys in one of the original restaurants I, I'm, I'm gonna get his name wrong it's like a lee turner or something like that so and he, and he says like oh you've done really well there he's just one of the guys that's on a burger station or something he you know he goes around the restaurant like checking everybody's oh, yeah, doing no, things properly Fred Turner, that guy took is, over yeah. from Ray Crock as the CEO of yeah. this this corporation that that he you know created his PA I think it's Joan or someone like she, she was, was right on the there. board and, mm. and you know mm. so because he has no like he he looked after evident, his people yeah, yeah. Mm. it looked like he didn't have any like loyalties or scruples or or a conscience or anything at all and that's kind of like the main sort of theme about him and and his character well he's a real person it wasn't it was about the purity of mcdonald's he saw it and he had to have it which is like the ultimate thing in capitalism as well yeah yeah. but you have to have but that's what you had to to have those guys no with him and and riding his coattails right no, but the way he to the had very to, very top and no, make that, them like multi 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 millionaires but he understood for him to get richer other people needed to be successful beneath him as well that was he absolutely understood that in his in his vision so yeah. that was fine he just couldn't have the brothers having any percentage that's why you know 
that yeah. ownership. And yeah, he, if, if, they, if they had given out a different direction, and uh, yeah, if they wanted to work with him, I'm sure that would have been fine. But yeah. they would have had to have bowed, bowed to some yeah. of his things and not had any ownership yeah. in it. Well, they that's why it's to quite... share that that vision. And I don't know even whether Ray Kroc would look at what McDonald's has turned into and say he's happy with it because it's 1950s America mm. has very different values as to what we have today. Just with the the amount of you know produce and and. and farmland and cows and all the rest of it that is and waste you know package waste they didn't know though in the 50 and that's why they i liked the purity no. of so the this, vision this in it. the 50s this is a different kind of uh, scene and, the, and what it's turned into yeah now you know this isn't a film about what it turned it's a film about how it started and, yeah and it's an interesting story i mean i really liked this film i thought it was and it's actually that i've seen it a couple of times now and it, it wasn't any worse this second time for mm. watching i, I mm. still enjoyed it so I, I think michael keaton was an absolute genius play yeah. for, for them because he, mm. he he's got that range where he can be the the really nice guy and he can also play somebody who's a bit slimy and a, and a little yeah. bit under you know which ray Kroc no doubt is as you said from the black and white footage, which yeah, I yeah. think you don't, it doesn't take long. You think, oh, he, he reminded me a little bit of the, uh, say Colonel Sanders, but not Colonel Sanders. The the guy from Elvis, the 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 Colonel they call him for, for oh, Elvis, yeah, Tom yeah. Parker, to, Colonel, Colonel Tom, Tom Parker. Parker. You know that kind of oh, guy yeah, who yeah, who yeah. saw an opportunity and would just exploit anybody to get it, including the people in and around him. But it is interesting that he had that loyalty and he brought people up with him you know I think yeah that's they, they, it, it, are uh, complex characters aren't they yeah yeah it's just i think you know they dropped that guy's name because he turns around and says what's your name and then he says his name and then at the end one of the things so for me i don't so i don't know enough about who who made the film who wanted to make the film why they wanted to to make the film obviously it's just and i mean I, I sort of did a bit of research and pretty much everything that happens in the film happened in in real life there's some things that are slightly mm. different but mm. by and large the story is 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 the real story so yeah i just i, I wondered what you were meant to make of ray crock as an individual or what the director and or whoever wanted what what they wanted you to feel or if they wanted you to feel anything at all or whether it was just like, this is the story, we're going to make it, we'll leave it out there and people can draw their own conclusions. Because as I say, I, I felt kind of conflicted in that there was there was some smart stuff, there was some admirable stuff from Ray, but there was also some really shitty stuff as well. I don't know whether that was, whether there was a message there at all or whether it was just, this is a story, like, I hope you enjoyed it. You Do you think it was a, an advert for McDonald's in any way? I was going to say, I wonder what McDonald's, if they tried to lawyer up and get this stopped or anything like that, or whether they just thought it doesn't matter. So it's not, it's not hugely, now. hugely critical of McDonald's itself. I don't even a, think... E no, even it's if you really even-handed. Yeah. That's you, one of the things that I quite enjoyed about yeah, it. Yeah, you, you'd have to think of what would take McDonald's down, though. I mean, Well, Super not... Size Me would take it down, and that's an interesting thing to look yeah. at how film and art can, because it fucking savaged McDonald's Super Size Me. They introduced all their salads and stuff on the back of that. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and so that's the potential that somewhere like mcdonald's has they've got a restaurant in every city across the world multiple and if suddenly they change their menu mm. to become meat free 
or you know that kind of thing then sustainable and you know environmentally wise that could be have a huge impact across the world you know for for climate control and all the rest of it because it's right up there with oil and anything else you want to i didn't think though facts at you know meat eating is right at the top Mm. and mcdonald's and all these fast food places who in the olden days when it was sustainable they spoke to the farmers they took Mm. nowadays it's just like this fucking volumes too much volume it's that supply and demand and there's so much well, it's waste like Okja that it, yeah 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 that's it like Okja even in one of the stills at the end of the film it was like a, a billboard that said it was in black and white it was obviously very old and it said over a billion burgers sold now well, yeah uh, they probably just pulled that like number out of the oh, air I don't no, know no, no, it's not necessarily because there was the so even at that stage like a billion burgers you think that's a billion wrappers and a billion bags that they've got in and a billion of and everything. in those days they would have been a better but you know it would have probably been a more organically fed yeah you know yeah, it wouldn't uh, have been deli- animal like and that kind of thing specifically mass- yeah yeah they did Nowadays, they did use a little crazy. bit of artistic license in the film because whilst the brothers there was a little bit of ill feeling they were actually happy with the amount of money they got out of it they they were you know they were wealthy men even if they weren't yeah the one percent would have been equivalent to a hundred million dollars annually which they obviously didn't get and never saw a penny of that but they still had a lot of money and i think they were relatively sort of humble guys they weren't yeah splash all that and ray knew that i think making the deal he actually ate the Mm. 50 millionth ceremonial like Big Mac in oh, 1984. Okay. So it wasn't like he'd wash his hands of it and never had anything to do with yeah. it. He was still. Well, I, I read it. I think this was all sort of like posthumously for for all of them. But the, there's a McDonald's Founders Day, which is uh, for, <laughs> for like Ray Kroc. But I think not that long ago they they amended it and and incorporated the the McDonald's brothers as part of that that celebration or whatever. It's fucking PR. Did Ron Hubbard go along as well? Or was it fucking I don't know who that is. Ron L Hubbard. Scientology dude. Scientology guy. They they seem to have similar personalities where they just like want to take over the world and the the director uh, of this John Lee Hancock. Which I thought was the slang term for your signature. It is, yeah. Is it his real name? I didn't look it up. Hmm, okay. But the Cohen brothers really liked this script and they were going to try and make this movie. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. Would have been a bit more sort of quirky, strangely funny. But in the end, it clashed with Hail Caesar. So what a shame. Oh, <laughs> no. That fucking sucks. Mm. I, I thought this was really good when I watched it and even more interesting the more I think about it because it was this really even-handed portrayal of a guy who's kind of like needy and insecure and stuff at the beginning of the movie chasing this dream in his 50s out on the road and then he hooks upon this idea and then he gradually like Keaton's performance is really good he changes his uh, whole demeanor over the film so by the end he is much more aggressive like you said so you've got this subtle portrayal you've also got for me i consider myself like fairly illiterate where it comes to the economy and economics like i only have a really basic level of understanding of understanding around economics so to have a movie kind of just present all these mm. economic ideas in really easily understandable chunks where like you know that's yeah. a, a nice little sort of little teaching moment and then you like get this sort of it could be this really savage 
critique of America, but it's not because at the beginning it's supposed to be about the purity of the original vision and then it sort of gets warped by capitalism basically into this twisted, perverted version of itself that's just designed to make money and is not about it's about so um, anything anytime you incorporate something and you've got shareholders, it's mm. all about bottom line and profit and what their return is going to be. So mm. Yeah, when it's, it's a sole trader or two shame. brothers just doing something because this, this film kind of just made me think, what a bloody shame, you know. Uh, and maybe it's not even Ray Kroc's fault, you know. Ray Kroc wanted to franchise this business because he saw that it was really well. Good. I think he there was a turning point money. when it became, you know, he he did initially share the vision of it's got to be neat. You know, he goes mad when he sees yeah. the kids throwing the stuff on the floor. He doesn't like mm. that. He doesn't that's like right. the court yeah, yeah. And he does break the guys on the golf course. But later he on... he don't want chicken on the, on the that thing. Falls, that falls it. away. But it, it falls away well, quite quickly once the money it, starts yeah. coming it, in. I don't... Basic things are... are it's all about maximising profit. Yeah. That's the only thing he's interested in. So uh, pretty soon it doesn't become much about the restaurant at all. You know, mm. by three quarters well, of the way through it's, the movie. It's after that conversation in the bank, that seems to be the, the penny dropping moment where he's he's overheard and he goes to see a guy who, who again, becomes CEO or or something. He's, he's right up there at the very top of McDonald's and he's the one that tells him about, you seem to be in the wrong business here. You're not in the yeah, burger yeah, business. Yeah. You're in the mm. land business. Mm. Yeah. And once he understands that, he starts seeing the big money comes in and he's suddenly not interested in the burger business. No. You know, so... It, it, taking his eye off the ball and just looking at the bottom line profits is is where he's at. Mm. And what's really sad is that is the kind of moment where he needed to make a decision to to go with the quality or go and you know, let's, McDonald's obviously has a quality or they wouldn't be the biggest restaurant in the world. They have a a quality that they that is consistent across yeah. all their restaurants it's the is... absolute definition of a product because you can yeah. expect certain levels of quality yeah. and delivery of the same thing over and over and over again yeah. it's designed to check like, you know, they, the they will have like thousands upon thousands of, of employees as part of their business just to ensure the like the the, the qc not necessarily like, we're not talking about a high-end product here but just to make sure that you know like the wrappers the advertising mm. the the outfits that the people are wearing, everything is absolutely like uniform. Yeah. They're following a, a strict sort of blueprint, like like all the biggest brands recognizable that, like they do across Apple, the Disney world or whatever yeah. it may be. Like that 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 is in place here to and protect I, the brand. You know, you 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 think of somebody who's in the nineteen fifties, in his fifties, has done this and thought of it, and the drive because mm. this is a biopic really of, mm-hmm. of the founder of, yeah. of this guy ray Kroc, michael keaton i think was fantastic in this i, I really do I think he was a, this, yeah. he's a fantastic actor but this is a really strong performance because of the way the character changes that you you kind of like him and then even at the end you don't dislike him he's kind of done what he's yeah. done and you, a little bit of me was happy you know that oh well done you know he's made it he's, he's kind of got his dream and everything it's just my own kind of personal yeah. views on McDonald's and things these days is that they've gone too far with all this stuff. But you, you work, have to doff um, your cap. You work with kids who can't get into employment and stuff, don't you? Or, yeah. So do you not work not with kids, McDonald's? Not just kids, Huh? Do you do you work with McDonald's? Because I don't. They do quite a lot of stuff. They do a lot like, of like community. Yeah. You know, that's a big. So any like. 
business that moves to Jersey and all the, albeit they, they would have moved over before, there's like, you know, like community projects and like they basically have to, nowadays, if a, if a new brand or a chain is going to come to Jersey, they basically have to say, this is what we're going to do for Jersey. And so McDonald's will be involved in that. They, they give employment opportunities for people like a lot of these sort of uh, big franchises and stuff do, yeah. Mm. I mean, it could be, you know, you could be really cynical about it and just say it's, you know, just community showmanship or you could say any that any of that corporate social responsibility is yeah. all bullshit it's green <laughs> it is it's, green. it's, bullshit. it's, it's lip it's service advertising it? and PR. It's, it's the equivalent of lip service they're yeah. just doing like we'll have to tick that box like you know we'll have to sponsor this event yeah. we'll have it's, to do it's it. sad when it comes to this actually it is because it's, it's they do difficult. have massive potential as I said yeah. earlier McDonald's if they chose to could you imagine the difference yeah. they could make if they just said Look, we're going to or you know, and as we all need to eat you know, crickets, meat, don't we? Meat, yeah. we well, so as meat changes, you've got more prote- plant-based proteins and things that actually incredible. If you haven't tried them already, do try them. Like a, a plant-based burger, it's not like the old ones where they put big carrots and things. They've got textures yeah. right in it more now, and certainly once you've got all the garnish on on things, you know, it's it's a nice burger for for anyone. I think. Once McDonald's starts investing in that kind of thing, they've got the ability to take it into every restaurant, boom, like that, as a product, you know. So well, maybe they, that's when they, I'll start going again. But I haven't all, They in. feed 1% of the population yeah. of the planet as it is. E- exactly. But, yeah, exactly. They, they, but, yeah. but there's going to be pressures on this. Look at the situation we've been in, you know. Look at what potentially could come in the future as, as more. Are you saying McDonald's popular? started COVID? Yeah. That's what you're saying. <laughs> That's what you're saying, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well then, Riggs, were you not entertained? Yeah, yeah. I, I really liked this and I liked it more the more I thought about it and I'll watch it again, I would think, at some point. Dan? Yeah, I really liked it. I could have spent another hour dissing fucking McDonald's on here, to be honest. <laughs> I think they're a bunch yeah. of bullshit. Are you talking about Ryan's World no, or McDonald's now? Both of them. Because yeah. you're a big fan of Ryan's World. The... Ryan's World's bullshit as well, you know. You love it. So, yeah, I was surprisingly very entertained. So was I, and I forgot to mention to you about Money's. the financials. Mm. The budget for it was $25 million. Oh, generous. What, what do we think? Oh, Winner or loser? Michael Keaton. I confess McDonald's. I didn't know anything about the film it. film passed me by, totally. Mm. Mm. I think Probably a loser, I would think. I reckon in America, everybody's had this with a burger and fries and gone to see it. Double. You think loser? Mm. It was a loser. It was a million shy of its budget, which is sort of surprises me in that I thought the film was really good and I really enjoyed it. But is then it doesn't surprise me because I never heard it, heard about it, read about it, no. knew knew that it existed until it cropped up on Amazon Prime. So, it struck me as a story. I thought, why don't I know this story? Yeah, it's the same. It was my first foray into these types of films. I've not seen the social network or the like the... Apple thing or the web because I just think it's really boring. Yeah, same. like these products are here, great, fantastic. Good luck to them. I, I'm not. I'm kind of ambivalent about the success of the product. Like we've got a friend who's got a product who would w- who wouldn't want him to be really successful with it and for it to go global and all of this kind of stuff. So I'm not anti the the concept necessarily, but the stories have never interested me. But I'm glad I watched this. <laughs> This week, we decided to review a kids' TV thing. Yeah, we did. And I nominated something that I enjoyed a lot from my 
childhood but more sort of early teen years i mm-hmm. think this would have been well hang on it was 1994 to 96 so that would have made me about 14 15 yeah, something like that. but do you think oh, that's when it came 10. out in the uk as well i don't know i didn't look that up uh feels about right mm, okay uh, it's the tick mm. so this is the tick animated series there have been two attempts at a live action series i've not seen anything of the first one but the stills of it look fucking dreadful mm. um the Peter serafinovitz one on amazon is pretty good actually well that's but- that's what i watched <laughs> honestly yeah <laughs> but you wouldn't have found the episode that i nominated did you watch season two episode one of the no Peter serafinovitz the, one? The, the tick series one the pilot are you serious yeah i watched uh, yeah. actually yeah Okay, good. Yes. Well, that's that, that is good. But we watched the animated one, and it's series two, episode <laughs> oh, one. Right. So I need okay. put the link for it in the chat as well. Did he? Yeah. Oh, I don't read the chat. <laughs> Evidently. Our episode opens with a gigantic sort of humanoid whale character emerging out of the ocean. <laughs> Blowhole. His name is Blowhole. <laughs> Fucking hell, sounds so much better than the version I watched. It's quite involved, the plot of this one, for a 20-odd minute cartoon. A lot goes on there's a lot of characters in this you get very fleeting scenes of some of the fringe heroes in it but villain wise there's a lot going on well in my misguided research i did look that there was an animation i thought well that looked okay (laughs) but then i went and watched the uh, the amazon one no tick which i thought you know sidey's hip he's relevant he's going to be watching something that we can all see right now on yeah you know our favorite see- streaming service but no you you where did you find this from uh, well this one's available in all good this online places online places <laughs> 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 um blowhole basically disappears pretty much straight away mm. where well, he um, sort of rampages across america he's yeah. doing forrest gump's run across america he's done it before <laughs> and now he's doing it again there's yeah. no explanation about why he's doing just it. Like a, no, a whale migration thing but he just goes across because he's Sometimes got arms just and legs and... run yeah. run run so then we get to the tick and arthur his sidekick sort of nightly patrol and arthur if you're not familiar, he is has a sort of moth costume. He's a moth, yeah, yeah. That's we, been developed by. He turns up in series one of yeah, the pilot. Sure it does. The tick. In this one, <laughs> another character in a moth costume is basically watching them and stalking them a little bit. An, mm. an, an obviously female. Yeah, she's hot. Mm. Carmelita. Carmelita. Yeah. Basically, uh, they're chasing the angry red herring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's, there's the got angry red herring who's got, got machine yeah. gun eyes, and then after that, there's the the Swiss. Do they have a name? The, the, Sw- the Swiss industrial spies. <laughs> yeah, who have gigantic Swiss army knives. Yeah, and they're confronted by a sort of coward Batman. It's deflated mouse. Deflated mouse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's a really good. Ter- you know gallery of villains here well you also have uh in the in the cafeteria you have american maid yes and the sewer urchin uh well, she uh, hears the she hears them yodeling <laughs> and the that's swiss. why yeah, yeah, yeah the swiss <laughs> and that's she, so she goes in to help <laughs> that's like the war cry isn't it yeah they they have a sort of romantic encounter effectively arthur and caramelita which tick then feels very put out because he now has lost his sidekick who's got chicks before mates. Yeah, it's a classic, like, 
hose before bros the tick, the tick whilst being enormous and super strong and impervious to pain is effectively a kind of child he he doesn't know how to deal with things in an appropriate way a lot of the time so to deal with the loss of arthur uh, as his sidekick he makes this sort of crude wooden <laughs> puppet yeah oh little wooden boy yeah oh, that, that's isn't the that name funny the way, my the, penis the way you say that don't 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 ticks develop because people don't face up to or or you know they have issues and things you know some people have ticks i don't yeah. think it's yeah. tick in that sense it's the no. insect it's the insect it's the, insect the tick, tick. Yeah. yeah but Play he's got words, superpowers potentially Playing words yeah, but it's it's like the I think isn't it is it their craft night or whatever they're making hobby night. Yeah, hobby night. They're, they're the, making... the macaroni duck in his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> uh, somehow, right? I don't quite know how it happened because I may have tuned out for a minute or so. But they ended up inside blowhole. Well, what that happens is towards ca- the end. First of all, Caramelita is is really after this code which is on she thinks Arthur's suit and there's all kinds of shenanigans going on like I said it's very involving what kind of what's the animation like it's sort of do you remember the because I was thinking about this when we were watching it do you remember the X-Men cartoon that we watched it's kind of like that that sort of yeah yeah it's not as good as that even I don't think although I do like the design it's I would say that the animation style on this has aged quite poorly okay it looks a Mm. bit crude but not so much that because for me I, I still love this it it didn't affect the enjoyment of the show but it it's not the best looking animation you've ever seen Boy. i'll say that they burn they it's like the ending of midsummer because they burn the little wooden boy <laughs> yeah well they do yeah to yeah, get yeah, out to like trigger the yeah the escape from yeah, the from, from the blowhole yeah uh, it's weird. I have to say, that's absolutely mind-bending. Well, there's, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not there's a news reporter who's they're, they're trying to cover uh, the story of yeah. Blowhole, uh. and her microphone gets caught in Blowhole's mouth, and she then is like flying around She's after like him, still tethered yeah. to yeah. to Blowhole. At the end, of, I'd forgotten about her, and then when I saw her, just like subtly like tethered. If, if around this is like neck. anything in my mind, this is an absolute psychedelic. <laughs> it, right. So, so uh, if one of us was sat here explaining what we'd seen to you, you'd think that we'd lost our minds. The, the fact that there's the three, three of us just makes me think I've lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> there's some there's some great dialogue in it. The tick, Caramelita. No, sorry, it's Arthur. It's Caramelita. Look out, a runaway whale. Don't ever try and swim against the mighty tide of justice. Mm. <laughs> Once again, we see that slime doesn't pay. I have to say. I enjoyed the world of this a lot more than the actual thing. Like, yeah. I loved all the silly villains and, like, just describing it just now was hilarious. So I enjoyed that. But maybe at the time, I don't know, it could have been just that part of the viewing experience. Well, but so you said you sort of tuned out a little bit. You might have. I confess to Tidy on the way here that I was watching it and then, and like, the, the kids were flying. So at first, like, the, the the boys sat down with me and they enjoyed like the whale thing and then mm. eventually they were like they looked like looked at me like what the fuck are you watching and, <laughs> and went off and and then eventually they sort of like started like making loads of noise I couldn't really watch it so I sort of paused it and then something else went on and I never went back I totally forgot to watch the rest of it because it didn't really <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just piecing this together I never watched it I I, I watched the wrong the thing you I, I did watch all you of it you zoned out and you loved it, Sidey. 
I watched Bad it. Bad Dad's film review. I watched it and fell asleep because <laughs> it was really late, and I watched it again to make sure I had seen it. But I saw it the first time round as well because uh, there's three series of The Tick. Right. Okay. I, th- I think I think that was a good. I think your description, Reeks, was where I am with it. Is that like I enjoyed I I, I enjoyed the the concept of it and a lot of the things that were going on, but didn't really give a shit about the storyline. Mm. Uh, it didn't like hook me in, but it was it was entertaining at the same time. Weird. I don't know that I enjoy the voice acting performance, and maybe that's what makes me tune out. Do you but... know who does Arthur's voice? No, Mickey Dolans. I'm going to need more from the monkeys. Oh. I'm going to need more <laughs> from the monkeys. <laughs> hey, hey, we're the monkeys. That, those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. Mm-hmm. It's even that's weird. I did enjoy the villains in this. And it inspired me to come up with a little <laughs> quiz for you. I don't know how much research you've done into the Ticks Zero. world. Okay, this could be good. There's a there's a name and a little backstory, uh, and you tell me whether they're real or not. The first is Dinosaur Neil. That's just true. A, an ordinary paleontologist who wears a dinosaur costume every day, working on a scientific <laughs> process to clone dinosaurs. He accidentally ate one of the cloning experiments, confusing it for pasta. Of course, the dinosaur DNA merged with his own, transforming him into a 70-foot dinosaur, still retaining his original moustache. It's true. It is true. Yeah, yeah of course it is. So, so c- didn't even hazard the one, a guess. The ones I was still reeling from true, the description. Like, I know that this is in the middle of the quiz, but the ones that aren't true... Have you? Is it you who's written the the backstory? No, or not is it some, you, you've taken it from something else, perhaps? Yeah, no. Some of them, some of them are outlandish characters in other franchise properties. You've got okay. me there. You have got me there in the quiz. Yeah, okay. Procrastination man. I'll tell you his villain story tomorrow. <laughs> God. No. 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 True. No, of course it isn't. Wall. Joshua Waldemeyer was happily working at his part-time job one day, laying bricks and pouring cement when he was caught in the blast of a massive explosion. <laughs> the blast sent one of the walls Joshua had been working on tumbling down on top of him instead of crushing him. The accident bound him with the bricks, turning him into a living wall. Spider-Man <laughs> defeated him by talking to him. Is Spider-Man part of the Tix universe? It's possibly uh, just giving that one away. I fucked oh, that one, say. didn't I? <laughs> yeah, Wait, yeah. We can edit that one out. We can just go for that again, sure. Uh, I'm going to say that that is false. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm still going false. For me, it was true until you mentioned Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, I believe that one. The deadly bulb. (laughs) True. He had the tragic deformity of having a live pig for his left leg, (laughs) earning him the nickname Pig Leg, uh, which he hated, which then inspired him to begin a life of crime. Where does the bulb part come into it? True. It could be true. It is true. <laughs> there you go, solid. Uncle Creamy. <laughs> uh, an, an actor playing the corporate mascot of Uncle Creamy Ice Cream before a horrible accident caused his body to fuse with the ice cream. A lot of fusing going on. Uh, I say false. <laughs> false. True. Uncle Creamy is true. Captain Ooh. Dandruff. <laughs> no, he's not real. No. No, he's not Professor Pine Nut, uh, a druid <laughs> raised by pine trees uh, and married to an oak tree. Yeah, true. No, no that's false. Uh, the breadmaster, once a brilliant baker and food scientist, but due to his hatred of inferior store-bought breads and his elitist personality, he turned to a life of terrorism. It's true, and his sidekick thing is like a piece of butter. Buttery pat. Body parts constantly falling asleep, boy. Hopefully true. No, of course that oh. one's bullshit. <laughs> Chairface Chippendale. Uh, his head is literally a small chair attached to his shoulders. It's true. It is true. <laughs> Some sort wow. of wizard 
cat. <laughs> yeah. Whispit. Why not? Let's have a wizard. Is that what Whispit was? It was a, like a triangle. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's weird. Uh, no, that wasn't either. <laughs> I declare us all losers. <laughs> Fair enough. So I would conclude then by saying that the tick is. It holds up. It's excellent. I really enjoyed it. I might enjoy the comics maybe a bit more. I don't know. Dan, your thoughts on the Amazon Prime series? Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I watched, I found out actually after I I clicked on this that I'd seen up to uh, episode seven on this previously. I thought I knew that I'd watched it. I didn't realise I'd watched that many. And it kind of tapers off around there. But it started well. It was, it's reason. It's actually a quite a strange thing in that it doesn't really know what it wants to do. It it's it goes from this kind same kind of character. It's really sort of absurd and and jumps around a lot and is the the guy I think you mentioned his his name before Peter Serafinovitz. Yeah, uh, <laughs> understand why I don't want to give it a go. <laughs> um, I totally butcher it, but he didn't butcher the tick. He he played it really well, and every scene that he wasn't in wasn't that good mm. you know that i think it suffered from maybe the the his performance was so good i think it struggled after series one it got cancelled after the second series right that one, yeah. i actually remember again a little bit like the episode itself i watched this years ago and i think i watched more than one i would have watched a succession of of episodes and then totally like forgot about it for years mm. and years i was until young. you you I never watched. I never watched any of this first time around. Yeah, so I knew what I was dealing with when you mentioned it, but yeah, just weird, funny, but yeah. It's my choice this week, isn't it? It is. That it is. Okay. Well, I've been preparing this for quite some time, so I'm excited (laughs) to be able to pronounce these. The top five and you'll get this as i go through the theme but i'm going to go for the top five motor vehicle accidents in movies okay okay so you got to think about that whiplash that's going to be the film oh, you see the connection there yeah. so that's with uh, jk Drumming. rowling and, yeah. and all the rest of them or ck someone the kids tv i i've i've rifled through nelly's netflix account and found she had at least been interested in how to train your dragon legends so Mm. i don't know if that's another series um, but it's on netflix we're going to go for season one episode one of that i always start at the the start because i have i'm optimistic i'm hoping it's going to be good you know i hope it's going to be something that we can carry on and watch and then the midweek it is a film i've been it's been in my mind for a little while i haven't seen it in years and years and years Legends of the Fall with Brad Pitt. Have you guys seen that? No, I haven't seen it actually. Okay, right. Me well, I, I have you not? No. It's an epic. So be oh, in that mood. Yeah, give, yeah. Well, I think it's about. It, yeah, it's probably two and a half hours. Mm. So give yourself the time. Put yourself in the mood for it. It's you know, if I could describe it, it's we when it's pissing it down with rain, light the fire. We're we're dining out you know, on watch. Saturday evening. Yeah, so perfect. Then. Maybe we could just stick it on in the man cave after dinner. Just. Throw it on. No problem. Good shout. If I lit a fire in my house, it'd be a terrible fire hazard because we don't have an open fire. So oh, don't yeah. I just a bit of advice, listeners, don't light a fire don't in your house. Don't set fires you... in your kitchen. Yeah. Or other rooms of the house. 
No. Anyway, this week was fun. I think we had some pretty good uh, stuff to watch, as it turns out, from our reviews. If you do say so yourself. Yeah, well, well done to we've me. We've got some exciting back. stuff to and look I, for, I think you. Yeah. I am really excited to watch, because I've, I've watched some of uh, Whiplash, and I can't remember what intervenes. because oh, no, none of you have seen it, have you? So no, this I is going to be a treat for you. Uh, this is a it. really, really good movie. I have seen it once before, but I'll definitely see it again. Cool. Well, I had a little whinge a couple of weeks ago because uh, we were feeling down in the dumps about the numbers. But since then, things have been great. We've had lots of people tuning in and listening, possibly even new listeners. So if you and there's the a millions lot of cool, in China, there's a lot of cool ones who've been there a long time, like Breachy and Johnny Utah and you know Mel and a lot of Stacy. There's been loads yeah. of people who've been there for. Yeah, a we long have time, a so sort really... of a very loyal following from some of our listeners, which is great. Yeah. But also, it's nice to to welcome our new listeners at the end of the show. So you can reach out and touch us via usually Twitter's the best. Although we should get our Discord thing going mm. possibly, but do get in touch and do keep listening because we get very excited about big download numbers. All that <laughs> remains is to say, Sidey signing out. Bye. Dan's gone. Au revoir. Au revoir.